name is Reverend Avila Ramirez. Some of you may not know me because I am on Sundays at the Monroe campus where about a year and a half ago, we started having worship, um, bilingual worship. It's a multi-ethnic ministry. And so they are probably just ending now, but I get the honor and the privilege of being here on this holy ground with you. This week has truly been great. And I thank each of you, each of you, for being here and being there throughout the week in different ways. Some of you prayed, some of you gave, and some of you worked. We had a great outcome with our canned food and our, our dry foods. We sent boxes to the troops. We had hygiene kits. We did many, many great things. And that is thanks be to God and to you for being loving and caring and being aware. This morning, I want us to open our Bibles to Psalm 139. And as we do, I'm going to tell you about one particular event we had this week. You will read more details through our e-blast and newsletter and website. Right now, we have to still count all that happened. But I'm going to share one particular event with you. It was one night at our Monroe campus. And we don't know exactly how many children. We're guessing between 70 and 80 because children kept on flowing in and out. And they came to our Monroe campus. So you can imagine 70, 80 children. It was loud in that sanctuary. <laughs> and we, we invited them to the altar. And we took off their little shoes and socks. And we cleaned, their, we washed their feet. And we prayed over them in particular for this coming school year, and we put a pair of new shoes on them so that we can, as a church, walk with them and encourage them as they take each step, as they go and study and develop a wonderful future. And that is in great part thanks to you. It was crazy, some of you remember. There were boxes, bins with shoes all over the altar. They were supposed to be in order and they were not. And, and the children and the parents were grateful and some of some of them were some of the children you know children are children and we had some uh, middle schoolers and teenagers and some of them had some funny reactions uh, but Jesus was there in that loving chaos of service and prayer and so again I say thank you to you and I pray that each year we continue to make the great week even greater. And that throughout the year, you become inspired to continue to keep up. Every month, we suggest that we offer service opportunities because all the agencies that we worked with during that week, we work with as a church, we sponsor and we serve that throughout the year. And there are always service opportunities. So I invite you, I encourage you to keep up with those uh, e-blasts that we send with the newsletters that we write because they are all opportunities for us to love God and love our neighbor. Let us read Psalm 139. And one of the things I want us to keep in mind as we're reading is purpose. My purpose as your missions pastor is to inspire you 
to love God and love your neighbor as thyself. And I know that the best way to inspire you to do that is by pointing towards Christ. And let us read this word. I encourage you to read the whole chapter at another time. It's beautiful. But we're going to start with verse 13. It says here, For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. That I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weightly to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them, but they are more than the sand. I come to the end, and I am still with you. God, I pray, we pray, that this word help us develop, that it be your word and not my own, that you transform our hearts and our minds even more so. And God, I pray that it be more and more of you and less of me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This psalm was written by King David. Uh, some of you very well know that this man was a successful man. One of the most impacting men in human history. This guy had power. Not only did he have money, not only was he brilliant in leadership, he had influence. He said, and it was done. King David, one of the kings of Israel. And yet King David has these beautiful and intimate words for God. It's, it's like a prayer, a song maybe. He was a musician. He's the one who wrote this to God. And I love the words that he chose. They, they were so intimate. When he said, you formed my inward parts. In the Spanish Bible, it says organs. You formed my organs. My inward parts. That's just the word that he chose. Because that which others cannot see, that is that within me, you made them. Not only can you see them, but you made them. Those parts that are vital for me to be able to live, you made them. And then he continues on with that intimate vocabulary, and he says, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Before the world even knew me, before my own mother saw me, you knit me together in her womb. God saw you and saw me knit us together before the world, even our own moms, knew us. See, normally, ideally, some of our more, most intimate relationships are with our parents, our mom, our dad. You may think of people that have been the closest to you, could be your, your husband, your aunt, grandparents, parents. Well, God is much more closer to each of us than even they are. It's powerful. 
the way this wise man, David, who could have been self-arrogant, self, I am self-sufficient, I can do all things, I need no one, was yet so in love with God, he was that wise to know that there's a creator that we are dependent on. He saw you and saw me. He knitted us with care. Uh, he said the word intricately. You know, I imagine, like, he didn't just make us, but he carefully and lovingly made each of us in detail. He knows your organs. He knows your thoughts, your heart. That's beautiful. Beautiful. In 16, David continues saying, Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In the Spanish Bible, it says embryo. Your eyes saw me when I was just an embryo. I, I'm, I remember when I became pregnant with my first son. I have two boys, five and three. And that very first time that I went with my husband to the ultrasound, we were nervous, right? I don't know if some of you have experienced something like that. You're nervous, you're laying there, and it's really amazing to be able to see your organs internally, part of your body internally. But then when they found that little cute little boy, and then there was the skull, and the spinal cord, and those toes, and those hands. And my husband and I, we were just in love. And then that little heartbeat, so beautiful. And I remember all those feelings that I had for my son. He had no idea. Well, maybe he did, we don't know. There's a mystery of how much infants know, right, when you're pregnant. But I loved him. We were just getting to know each other, and I loved him. And I remember having all these thoughts, my son, my baby boy, you're gonna study something. I don't know what, but you're going to school. You're gonna, I'm gonna teach you to be a wonderful husband, a wonderful father, a man of God. So God saw you and me when we were embryos. He made us. Can you imagine the feeling and the thoughts that God had for each of us? He did, and he does. And he continues to have them. That love and that awe, that intimate relationship. That intimate relationship. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book, were written all the days that were formed for me, what none of them as yet existed. This powerful man, King David, knew to surrender his control to God. He knew his, his wisdom, his love for God was so great that it was self-giving. Right there in verse 16, he says, in your book were written all the days for me. That's hard to do because we want to take control of our lives. We want to write out our own book. And I, I'm sure this is one of the reasons why King David was so successful. Because he surrendered his plans, his books, his life, his power, his love to God. 
that intimate relationship. And then he continues on and says, how, how weighty to me are your thoughts, O God. How great are your thoughts, O God. On August 6th, my family and I uh, were celebrating. Family came in from out of town. And so we spent some time in the mountains. And on the way back, my husband, two boys, mom and I, we stopped to have lunch at Cracker Barrel. And you know Cracker Barrel has that little store. And I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. <laughs> so they ran. And I love toys too, so I ran. And probably because I didn't want him to break anything, but I ran with them. And I found a toy. I was so excited. I bought it. I bought a toy. And I sat down with my son, both of my sons. But one of them is musically inclined, I think, I hope. See, some of you don't know this, but I, I love music. I'm not as gifted as our wonderful praise bands and Dr. Howes and our choir and Dr. Rob, but I love music. When I was a youth, I was in Christian garage bands, and we used to play at church, and so I just love it. So I found this toy, and I'm sitting with my boys and my husband and my mom, and I told my three-year-old, I said, Moises, Moses is his name, Moses, I have a gift for you. And he grabbed this little box, and he takes it and he opens it. And his expression was literally like this. He said, <laughs> and then I went, <gasps> it was a chrome harmonica. And he was so excited. He had no idea what it was, but it was shiny. <laughs> and I'm over here thinking, I don't know what he's thinking. He's, oh, something shiny in a little box. How exciting. And I'm over here. I have, I'm having all these thoughts for my son. And I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, my boy. I pray. I hope that this little box, this little blessing in a box will help you discover the beauty of music. And not only that, but that you become a worshiper of God. And I pray, and I was thinking all these things, and I was looking at him. Meanwhile, he's just looking at the shiny thing. And I'm thinking, I'm having all these thoughts for my son. See, God has thoughts, great thoughts, for you and for me. When he saw us in our mother's womb, when he made us and knit us lovingly and carefully in our mother's womb, he had great thoughts and continues to do so. And so sometimes God gives us these little boxes of blessings. Sometimes we don't even open them because we're unaware. Because we need to nourish that intimacy with God. Other times we open them and God looks at us and smiles and is thinking, my daughter, my son, man, I'm excited. I want you to develop this. I'm excited about what's next. You have no idea what the, you're just excited because it's shiny. You have no idea what's next. And I'm happy for you and I love you. That is my prayer for all of us. That as we walk, it doesn't matter how young or how old we are, God always has new gifts for us. And gifts that God wants to continue developing for each of us. Discovering new things about this 
wonderful and beautiful life. As a church, my prayer is that we develop an even more intimate relationship with God. Because I know, I know, that there is no way that you and I can fall in love with God and develop in study, in worship, and in prayer, and not have those blessings overflow to those around us. That is the best way, that is the way for us to become missional. Why? Because as a good Methodist, I'm going to share an expression, this inward, outward experience. When the love of God fills our cup, it will overflow and be a blessing to those around us. Then we can be even more so, and in a more complete way, the light in the darkness. So as your missions pastor, I pray for each of us, for our intimacy with God, so that we may recognize those boxes and open them and be amazed and continue to discover those thoughts that God has for us and nourish them and develop them, not just as individuals, as families, as a community, and as a church. Because one of our purposes as a church is to humbly serve in love. Our love has to come first with God. We have to be comfortable being that intimate with God. And if we are not, pray about it. Talk to God about it. Have a conversation. Come to a Bible study. Learn more. Look for a life group. And worship God with all of your heart and all of your mind. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.